Hello, I'm Aaron Conley, a research fellow in the East Asia program at the Lowy Institute. And I'm here with Milton Osborne, a former non-resident fellow at the Lowy Institute, and one of the world's leading historians of Cambodian history and Cambodian politics. Uh, Milton first went to Cambodia in 1959 with the Australian Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade, so has a long history with the country. Milton, uh, welcome back to the Lowy Institute. Thank you very much, Aaron. And we're here today to talk a little bit about what's going on in Cambodia over the past month. We've seen the government of Hun Sen, which has been in power for the last 30 years, uh, shut down one of the two English language dailies in Cambodia that have been relatively free to publish about Cambodian politics. And in the same weekend, also arrest the leader of the opposition, Kem Sokha, and uh, prosecute him for uh, treason. Uh, Milton, what can you tell us about these developments and uh, can you put them in the context of Cambodian history more generally? Well, the developments are very concerning and in a sense surprising. I'm particularly surprised both by the level of the charge uh, leveled against Kem Sokha and that the government should have chosen to shut down the Cambodia Daily. After all, both Cambodia Daily and the Phnom Penh Post have been functioning now since 1993 and it has seemed to be in the past that uh, Hun Sen was ready to accept that their readership was relatively limited and that they were not going to play a part in the determination of politics in Cambodia. On Kem Sokha, it's a dramatic development, uh, but it should perhaps be seen in a longer-term perspective of the extent to which, over the time since Hun Sen has been in power, he has been ready to revert to dramatic and, on occasion, quite unacceptable ways of behaviour, at least from an outside observer's point of view, in order to maintain his position. If we go back to 1993, when the elections were held following the UNTAC period, the United Nations overseeing the elections, uh, Hun Sen's Khmer People's Party then was voted out of power, effectively. Uh, he refused to accept the result. Uh, in 1997, when it appeared that uh, Funsen Pek, the party led by Prince Ranarid, looked like becoming a real challenge to the CPP, the Cambodian People's Party led by Hun Sen, uh, he mounted a coup, or a putsch, call it what you will, uh, that resulted in the death of at least a 100 people, many of whom were executed after being tortured. Uh, so there's a long history of Hun Sen being ready to act in a brutal, if necessary, a corrupt, and uh, in a with a degree of impunity. And I have said this several times. When one tries to explain Hun Sen, one has to be very clever to make cl very very sure to make clear that uh, one is not speaking in favour of what he's doing. Over the last uh, decade or so, there have been uh, elections that have been, uh, to some extent. Uh, free, if not quite fair, uh, that the opposition has competed in. Uh, in the last election, the opposition nearly won that election. Uh, there were uh, thoughts that the opposition might actually win the 2018 election that is coming up in the middle of next year. Uh, could this have been what spurred Hun Sen to take this action now? It's quite correct, as you say, that uh, elections have been held in Cambodia. Uh, that doesn't mean that Cambodia is a democratic state. Uh, the CNRP, Kem Sokha's party, did a great deal better in the 2013 elections than was expected, although the allegations of fraud 
have largely been dismissed by the National Economic uh, National Election Committee. Uh, whether or not uh, it was this now a feeling on Hun Sen's and his uh, associates' part that they might lose the next election that spurred this particular action. Uh, I think that's part of the, the answer, although I have been arguing, and indeed in uh, The Interpreter, that uh, if the elections went against him, against him, I doubt very much that he would accept the, the result. So I think one's got to look for some sort of broader pattern than just immediate concern with the possible result of an election held next year. Uh, and in this regard, I think it's partly a feeling on Hun Sen's part that uh, he's dealing with opposition from international forces, in particular the United States, uh, of whom he's been critical for a very long period of time. Let's talk about that relationship, uh, because a number of actors, including the U.S., have criticized this step, the imprisonment of Kem Sokha, the, uh, the closure of the Cambodia Daily. Uh, but what leverage do Western countries or uh, organizations like the EU have over Cambodia at this point? Remarkably little, um, because in the final analysis, I believe that uh, Hun Sen will be propped up by China. He acts now as China's proxy within ASEAN. Um, he has said repeatedly that uh, he notes that there are expectations by the EU and by other international countries uh, that uh, he should behave in a particular way in order to receive aid. And he's uh, actually on occasion said, to hell with your aid. Um, so I, I think the degree of leverage that's held by external powers is very limited. There's been some discussion of uh, the fact that Cambodia still sells much of its manufacturers to Western countries. Uh, is there any prospect of Western countries uh, suspending preferential tariffs for Cambodian garments, for instance, and, and using trade as leverage as opposed to, to aid? Well, it's a possibility, but of course, if that were done, it would hurt the poorest people within Cambodia, the people working in the garment factories, which are so important to the Cambodian economy. And what would, one would have to ask also whether if such an action were taken in relation to Cambodia, what action might be taken in relation to Myanmar? Um, and this opens another issue that uh, is very seldom discussed, although I've endeavoured to put it out in public, that Hun Sen feels that Cambodia is very poorly treated by comparison with other countries which do not incur the same opprobrium as Cambodia does. Uh, he refers to uh, President Duterte and his policies in the drug war in the Philippines. He's referred to the lack of democracy in uh, an interesting term that he should use, uh, lack of democracy in Thailand. So he does feel, uh, whether or not it's the right way in which he should feel, that he is unfairly treated by the international community. Well, let's talk about one of the other uh, neighbors, and that's uh, Vietnam. China is not uh, Hun Sen's only supporter. In fact, it's a relatively new supporter by comparison. Uh, can you tell us some more about Hun Sen's relationship with Vietnam and how that factors into Cambodian politics? Well, you're absolutely right in saying uh, China is a relatively new supporter. Uh, until 1997, uh, Hun Sen was, I was going to say, at daggers drawn. Perhaps that's an overstatement. But he was highly critical of, of uh, China because China had supported the Khmer Rouge and he was a defector from the Khmer Rouge. 
1997 he changed his position and he was embraced by China and that embrace has become closer over the years. It's a very warm embrace now. But Vietnam, of course, is the power that put Hun Sen and his associates into power in, in 19, uh, sorry, in, in uh, 1979 after the Vietnamese invasion of Cambodia and the uh, defeat of the Khmer Rouge. And Vietnam has been a steady supporter ever since. Indeed, uh, one of Hun Sen's many political skills, which are too often ignored, is the extent to which he's been able to balance his relationship with China and his relationship with Vietnam. And that's an important backstory in relation to people like Kem Sokar and Sam Rainsi, the exiled CNRP politician. Uh, in their criticism of Vietnam, they are not so subtly criticizing Hun Sen and his links to the Vietnamese. And just briefly, what should Australia be doing in, in this situation? I think Australia should make clear its uh, concern about the actions that have taken place, uh, the actions in relation to the the daily, the Cambodia daily, uh, anything that leads to the elimination of a newspaper in the way that has happened with Cam daily, Cambodia daily should be a concern for Australia. But I don't think we should, A, overestimate the extent to which we're likely to have any major effect on Cambodian policy. And secondly, uh, if we're going to criticise Cambodia, then there are plenty of other criticisms that could be levelled at other Southeast Asian regimes. And we ought to keep that in mind. Milton Osborne, thanks very much for uh, coming into the Institute and for uh, sharing your views and your perspective on uh, Cambodia and, and recent events. Thank you very much.